Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. In verse Samuel chapter, chapter 7 verse 12, it says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shem and called the name of the place Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto has the Lord helped us. This is how far, <laughs> this is, today is an Ebenezer day. This is how far the Lord has helped us. Hallelujah. And Job chapter 14, verse 7 to 9, to 9, it says that, For there is hope for a tree, even, it, even if it's, let me read it. For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old, and the earth wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. Amen. Verse, verse 14 says that if a man dies, if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. Hallelujah. Ebenezer, this is how far the Lord has brought us. So, how to end the year well? In Psalm 65 verse 11, it says that the Lord will crown. He crowned it, thou crowned the year with fatness and um the path drops goodness. Uh, God crowns the year. So let's look at um, four things, four things to do to end the year well. Four things. Number one, thank God. Number two, think God. Number three, trust God. Number, f- number four, travel with God. Number one, thank God, think God, trust God, travel with God. Amen. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's look at thank God. First of all, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. When they knew God, they should have glorified him as God and be thankful. Being thankful is an expression of glorifying God. Be thankful for knowing God, for experiencing God, for being aware of something God has done. Be thankful, not murmur. The children of Israel did not enter the promised land, not because God didn't want to take them, but because they murmured, they complained, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Complaining and murmuring can cost you your opportunities and testimonies in God. And so, Bible says that, let me read it again, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's what happens when you are not thankful to God. You become vain in the way you are thinking. You are thinking wrong, thinking you are thinking right. You are thinking wrong. Your thinking becomes wrong when God is not in the center of, of, uh, God is not the center of your focus or the focus of your life. Your thinking 
becomes wrong. You think wrong when God is not the focus of your life. Now, so, and verse 24 says that, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. God gave them up because they did not, when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. God also gave them up. I pray that we will be thankful and God will keep us going. In Jesus' name, amen. I just, um, in Psalm 92 verse 1, it says that it is a good thing to give God thanks, uh, to, gi- to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. So, it, 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 man's, one of the things I want you to understand, I want us to understand is that um, thank, thanklessness is very costly. Thanklessness, whether you are a believer, you are not a believer, thanklessness is very costly when you are ungrateful, ingratitude. Thanklessness to God is very costly. And a day like this, and when if God has brought us this far, if we have seen Ebenezer, if Ebenezer has happened, then it behooves us to give God thanks. And as I said earlier on, giving God thanks is an, as an expression or another way of giving God glory. So giving God thanks. Let me give you a few points. Eight reasons why we should give thanks. Number one, we should give God thanks because according to what I just read, Psalm 92 verse 1, it's a good thing to give God thanks. It is just good. Number two, um, we glorify him when we thank him. So when you thank God, you're actually glorifying him. In the book of Luke chapter 17, verse um, 15, 16, Bible talks about how some lepers came and then he told them to go and show themselves to the high priest, uh, to the uh, chief priest. As they went, they were healed. And one of them, when he discovered he was healed, returned to come and give God thanks. But in fact, verse 16, let me read it. Verse 16 is kind of an interesting point. It says, let me read from verse 15 to, to make sense of it. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Did you see that? He was glorifying God uh, and fell on his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. So, so his act of glorifying God was falling on his face, giving him thanks. He, so giving him thanks was part of his, an expression of giving God glory. And he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? Where? But where are the nine? Where are they? Only one? He says that, and um, where are the nine? Save. And he said, Were there not? Okay. They are not found there. They are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this. Return to give glory to God. Did you see that? But what did he do when he came? He was giving thanks to Jesus. That's an aspect of an expression of giving glory. Save this stranger, and he said to him, Arise, go your way. Thy faith has made you whole. So it was an expression of faith, and it has made him whole. So point number two, when we glorify him, we thank him. All right. In, our, in other words, when we thank him, we give him glory. When we thank him, is glorifying God. Thanking God is glorifying God. Hallelujah. And remember, God expects to be glorified. In fact, in, in the book of Psalm 29, verse 1 and verse 2, it talks about how we should give God thanks. Psalm 29, verse 1 
and 2. It says, um, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Give unto him the glory due his name. There is glory that is due to God and we are commanded to give him the glory. In Revelation, he says that, chapter 4, verse 11, says that for he has created everything and he's worthy of honor to pray, uh, praise and glory. We have to give him glory. It is necessary. Bible says that whatever you do, indeed or in works, do it all to the glory of God. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So we are supposed to, God expects us to bring him glory. God expects us that when we do things, it should be to his, we should have his glory in mind. Romans chapter 15, verse 5. Now, now the God of patience, uh, yeah, now the God of patience and consolation grants you to, uh, to be like-minded one towards another according to Jesus Christ, that ye may be with one mind and one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus. That God, he said, God calls you to be one, one, that with one mind you glorify God. God expects us to glorify him. So when you give thanks, you are glorifying you are glorifying God. Number three, um, for his goodness and his mercy. Why should we give thanks to God? Because of his goodness and his mercies. In Lamentation chapter 3, 23, it says that because it's because of his mercies that we are not consumed. We are here because of his mercies. He Bible says, God, who is rich in mercies, he saved uh, 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 because of his uh, mercies, because of his love for us, who is rich. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 4, he saved us because he's rich in mercy. God is a God of mercies. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm um, 106, verse 1, Psalm 107, verse 1, Psalm 118, verse 1, Psalm 118, verse 29, Psalm 136, verse 1, Psalm 136, verse 2, verse 3, and verse 26, all of it says that, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercies endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. One, Psalm 106, verse 1, 107, verse 1, 118, verse 1, 118, verse 29, 136, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, verse 26. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good and his mercies endures forever. So why should we give him thanks? We should give him thanks for his good and his mercies endures uh, forever. So for his goodness and his mercies. Number number four, it is a command. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, in all things give thanks. Right? So we should give thanks in all things. We have to, it's a command, give thanks. In all things we should give thanks. That's why it says that Psalm 92 verse 1, as I read it earlier on, it said, give God the glory that is due him. It said, it is a good thing to give thanks to, it's, it's, it's a good thing to give thanks to him. Psalm, um, yeah, it's rather Psalm 20, 29, it said, give him the glory that is due him. Psalm 29 verse 1, give unto the Lord, unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory that is due 
unto him. So there's glory that is due, give it to him. And so it's a command to give God glory. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, it says that whatever we do, we should do it to the glory of God. Amen. So it is necessary to give God thanks. Um, or to give Colossians talks about giving thanks to the Father. I think it will be good. I, I read it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks to God. See, everything we do, we should be giving thanks. It's a command. It's an instruction. So why do we give God thanks? Because it's a command. Number five, why do we give God thanks? Because failing to give glory and thank, uh, being thankful to him is dishonoring God. If you fail to give him glory and are not thankful to him, you are actually dishonoring God. It's an affront against God not to give him glory. And so in Acts chapter 12, verse 22 and 23, when Herod gave the speech, people said, wow, this is the voice of God. This is no man. This is God. And because he failed to give God glory, the angel of God struck him and he was eaten by worms on the spot and he died because he failed to give God glory. In Romans chapter 1, verse 21, as you read, because when they knew him, they knew God, they did not glorify him. They failed to give him glory, nor were thankful. God also gave them over, but they became uh, uh, futile in their imaginations. Verse 24 says that God also gave them up, you know. So when we refuse, uh, we fail to give him thanks and we fail to glorify him, we, it, it's an act of dishonoring. We dishonor God when we fail to say thank you, Lord, acknowledging what he has done and saying thank you. That is why a day like this, if you have gotten to the end of the year, then it is right. It's all befitting. It's all fine and right to say thank you, Lord, and give him God, give him praise. I believe that someone is going to say thank you. Someone is saying thank you. And thank you is not just what we say, but it's an attitude of heart. We are so grateful to God for what he has done. We are so great. Caris, we are very grateful to God that even in the midst of this lockdown, people have grown stronger and stronger and stronger. People all across our branches, people are growing stronger and stronger and stronger. He has kept us together, kept us going. Thanks be to God. We thank God for this medium that we can all come together, feed from the same uh, uh, meal, uh, feed on the same meal. In God's word, Sunday after Sunday, Thursday after Thursday, we thank God for Ask Pastor. We thank God for our Zoom meetings. We thank God for our communion services. We thank God for our healing and miracle services. Come on. We thank God for so much. We, are, we have so much to be thankful for. We are thankful. And if we fail to do that, we have dishonored God. If you fail to thank God for your healing, thank God for how he's kept you alive, for your marriage, for your family, thank God. Thank God. There's Always something to be thankful to God for. Stop focusing on what hasn't worked and thank God for what has worked. Thank God for how far he's brought you. There's something in your life that you can always be thankful to God for. You can always be thankful to God if there's nothing at all. You can, we can be thankful for life itself. Hallelujah. Life. Bible says that your loving kindness is better than life, life itself. So if you are thankful for love, life itself, then his loving kindness follows. Because there's better, something better than life, which is his loving kindness, his mercies, his goodness. Hallelujah. We are thankful. We are thankful. Thank God for your child. Thank God for your husband. Thank God for your parents. Thank God for your sister. Thank God for your brother. Thank God that this year, 
There are people who have lost their lives, but you are here to hear me speak. Oh, come on. We are so thankful to God. Remember when you were so unwell, you thought the enemy was about to take you out. But here you are still going and you continue to go strong as we give him thanks. We will not be unthankful to God. We will not forget to give him thanks because God has been good to us. This year, 2020, God has been good to somebody. If you believe that God has been good to you, can I hear you or can I see you type or something? Do something to thank him. Express it. Express it. Be expressive with your thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God has been good to us and we have to give him thanks. And so when we fail to give him thanks, we have dishonored God. Number six, God expects us to be thankful. So now it's just, He's, he's actually, he's expecting you that after he's done what he did, remember how he ans- answered that prayer. Remember that to, you, 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 remember this year you had your child. This year you got married. This year you bought a house. This year you finished your course. This year you passed an exam. Hey, oh, you can't forget it. This year you were able to buy a car. This year you were able, you were able to move into a new house. This year you were able to get something done. This year you were able to buy uh, something. You know, buy a dress, buy a shoe. But this year you've been able to get a job. This year you've been able to at least get a better job. This year you got a promotion. People lost their job, but you got a job. This year you lost your job, but guess what? You have not lost your life. You have not lost your 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 mind. Hallelujah. You, look at how even though you lost your job, God has sustained you. You traveled, you came. People people around you suffered and were sick and somebody couldn't make it, but you made it. Oh, come on. There's so much to be thankful to God for. The, uh, this is how to end the year well. You end the year well by, by, by being thankful to God. Pausing to think will cause you to have a, a, a cause to thank. For, pausing to think gives you a cause to thank. Pausing to think, you pause, think about what God has done. Just think, 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 think. Count your blessings, name them one by one by one, and it will surprise you. What? What God has done for you. God has been good to us. Ebenezer, and we are thankful to him. So God expects us to be thankful. That is why he asks that were there not in Luke chapter 17, verse 17, were there not ten cleansed, healed. Where are the nine? Jesus actually asked. Only one person came to say thank you. Are you, uh, are you allowing only some people to say thank you? No, you have to say thanks as well. Thank God for this year. Amen. Thank God for this year. Thank God for this year. Look at the things we have seen and yet we are still alive and we are still going. Hallelujah! Praise God. So let's be thankful. I know everything will not be perfect. Everything will not be rosy. But thank God, there's always something to be grateful for. I am grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for Caris. I'm grateful for opportunities God gave me this year. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful, grateful for the ability and the grace he gave me to constantly be here teaching God's word. I'm so grateful. There's not been a time we came and pastor couldn't make it because he's coughing. Oh, oh, he's not well. You know, I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to God. I got to meet all the key figures of my life. Important, he spoke with them. In the ministry, spoke with them. 
met them. Some prayed for me. Some, some favored me. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to God for all these great men of God surround, uh, we have surrounded with. Thank God. I'm thankful. I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. I'm thankful for all these great men of God we know. So many. I, well, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my the, the pastors, the the God-fearing, God-loving pastors that I've been working with. I'm thankful for my wife and children. And there's so there are too many things. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I am thankful for you. I am actually thankful for your testimonies. And guess what? I'm actually thankful for the, the other things God is about to do before the year even ends. I'm thankful. In your life, I mean. I mean in your life. I'm thankful to God for that. I'm thankful for your life. Thank you. Thank you for your, for your desire to know God and feeding on God's word. I'm thankful that there are people who God has sent, has sent me to and they are willing to listen to the word of God. I'm thankful to God for your life. I'm thankful to God for your health, for your family. There's too much to be thankful to God for. Hallelujah. And so God expects us to be thankful. Number seven, um, thanking God for the last, for the last qualifies you. Thanking God for the last qualifies you for the next. When you thank God for the last, it qualifies you for the next. In other words, if you thank God for what he has done, are you getting? If you thank God for what he has done, it qualifies you for what he will do. Hmm, hallelujah. If you thank God for what he has done, it just qualifies you for what he will do. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's why we should th- give, we should give God thanks. And when the, the man came back to thank Jesus, Jesus said, go and be made whole. Verse 19. Jesus said, go your way and be made whole. The others didn't get that second touch. Because when you thank him for what he has done, you allow him, you authorize him to do more. I see God. If you thank him for this year, guess what? You authorize him to bless you more next year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the last point, number eight, why should we thank God? Thanksgiving tends, uh, when you thank God, it turns what's in your hand into a testimony. Jesus Christ was, uh, the, uh, the Bible says that there was no food to feed the people. And he said, what do you have? A boy's five loaves of bread and two fish. And they said, what is this to all these people? Jesus said, bring it. Bring it, let's get into my hands. And it got into the hands of Jesus Christ. Verse 11 of John chapter 6. And Bible says that Jesus gave thanks. And after he gave thanks, he distributed and the thing multiplied and filled. If you are thankful for what's in your hands, you change it into a testimony. Be thankful for that husband. Be thankful for that child. Be thankful for that uh, job. Be thankful for that house. Be thankful for that wife, your wife. Stop comparing and looking at other people's wife. Be thankful for your wife. Be thankful for your family. Be thankful for your mother. Be thankful for your father. Be thankful. Be thankful for your country. Be thankful for your community. Be thankful. Let's be thankful. And when we are thankful, it converts what is in our hands to becoming a testimony that we'll be celebrating God for. Amen. So, um, how do you end the year? Number one, be thankful. Why should we be thankful? Uh, it is a good thing to give God thanks. We glorify him when we thank him. Uh, we, we thank him for his goodness and his, for his goodness and his mercies. We thank him because it's a command. We thank him because if we fail, 
failing to glorify him and be thankful to him is dishonoring God. Uh, we, thank, we thank him because God expects us to be thankful. We thank him because uh, thanking God for the last qualifies you for the next. And then finally, we thank him and we thank him. It turns what's in our hands into a testimony. So how do you, how do you end the year well? Be thankful. Number two. So number one, thank God. Number two, thank God. In Psalm 8 verse 3, it says that when I consider the heavens and all that you have done, you have to think, consider, look around you and think carefully. So he said, when I consider the heavens and all that you have done, what is man? Why are you so thoughtful of me? How can you be so gracious to me? All right. So he says that we should be thankful because uh, so we should thank God. When you thank God, it gives you a reason to have a better perspective of life. Evaluate the year. What does it mean to thank God? Evaluate the year in the light of your work and obedience to God. In the light of your... So maybe, maybe some good things have happened for you, but did it happen under the auspices of your working with God and your obedience to God? See where I'm coming from, where I'm coming from. Yeah, you got some big money coming in, but it, that money that came in, you were happy about, is it under the auspices of your obedience to God and work with God, or it was some dodgy deal, bad deal, some fraudulent deal, you see? So we have to think, uh, think consider our ways. So he says that um, you have to evaluate the year in the light of your work with God and your obedience. That's how to end the year well. Evaluate it. Have I worked with God? Have I been obedient to God in this area? Did you do what God asked you to do? Did you do it the way he said you should do it all the time? Where, where did you fail in your obedience? You have to evaluate. So where did I go wrong? Did I fail here? Did I fail here? Oh, okay, this year, oh, I didn't do well in this thing. I didn't, I, should, I, sh- I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, um, um, uh, spoken or treated my wife the way I did. I shouldn't have treated my husband the way I did. I shouldn't have allowed that deal because it was not right, it was dodgy. Or I shouldn't have disobeyed God. I shouldn't have eaten and embezzled and squandered my tithe. I should have squandered, I should have withheld what God touched me to give the honor God said I should have given it to him or to her, to my mom, to my dad. I shouldn't. So you have to evaluate it. Think about where, where did you fail in obeying uh, in your obedience? And then where could you have done better? Maybe you did it, but you could have done it better. You have to, so long as your work with God is concerned, these are things you have to ponder over. In, if evaluate your relationship with God, how your work with God this year has been, because next year is supposed to be better and uh, closer to God, closer to victory. Amen. And so think about it. These are the things you have to think about like, uh, the deliverance God has given you, things he has delivered you from. Think about the, the forgiveness he has done, he has given you, he's granted you forgiveness because you, you should have been in trouble. You know, and you prayed on, on to him, and he forgave you, and he showed you mercy, he showed you favor. So uh, provisions that he has done for you, he gave you a wife, he gave you a husband, he gave you a job, he gave you a car, he gave you a house, he gave you something. He, I mean, he gave you um, uh, promotion, he gave you uh, good grades, he gave you something, he gave you a, a, a school. So think about th- these things that the provisions he has done, the prayers he answered. 
you know, we prayed about something. Think, sometimes we forget, as soon as we get an answer, we're gone. But we have to think. Think about how God answered some prayers. At the point in time, your back was against the wall. And, there was, and it seemed as if it was over. And you prayed unto God. And he made a way. Yes. So this, we have to think about all these things. Think about his works. Think about his wondrous works, his goodness, his kindness, his mercies, his help, how God helped you. Think about his mercies. You should have been caught or you should have, you should have ended up sick. You should have, I mean, you, you went and got drunk. You should have lost your job when you were on duty. For some reason, the supervisor or your boss came around and he didn't come to say hello to anybody and went back. You, you knew you, would have, you should have lost your job. But for some reason, God was merciful. God was merciful. You could have contracted some sickness. You could have gotten yourself pregnant. You could have gotten someone pregnant. You could have gotten into trouble. You could have, you could have been involved in an accident the way you were driving and you drank and drove. I mean, so many things that God's mercy, even though we were guilty, even though we were at fault, we were, we were not innocent at certain parts, certain points, God had mercy on us and protected us and defended us and helped us as though we were in the right, though we were in the wrong. We should, be th we should think about these things. And see, when you think, as I said, it gives you a cause to thank be, be thankful and th I mean think about the testimonies that have come your way your family several things court cases that you have won think about these things think about them don't forget too quickly don't forget he said bless the Lord Psalm 103 bless the Lord oh my soul and forget not his benefits don't forget his benefits so you have to intentionally remind yourself and think 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 take stock Take, make, take an inventory, take stock of the good things God has done for you in this year. Take stock and of your work with God, how it has been. How have you, where have you done well? Where have you done, not done so well? Where have you flopped and been bad? Take it, be, be mindful, don't ignore it, okay? Don't ignore, because your work with God is what determines the color of your destiny and the beauty of the outcome of your future. Hallelujah. So it's very important to take, to thank God. Thank God. Don't just let the year end as though it's just natural. Life is a gift. It's not a right. Life is a gift and it's not a right. So if you have the gift of life, think about how you used it in, your, in, in relationship to God this year. In, there have been all kinds of things. So much has happened. We are thankful, but also we have to think about where we could have done better. Hallelujah. So number one, how do you end the year well? Number one, thank God. Number two, thank God. Let's say that together. Number one, thank God. Number two, thank God. Number three, trust God. Hallelujah. Be in faith. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10, 38. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. And number 2, 4. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11, verse, verse 6 says, For without faith, it's impossible to please God. You need faith. We, we need to stand in faith. You need to walk by faith. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22, it says that have faith in God. Okay? How do you end? End the year in faith. 
Maybe there are things that you expected to happen for you which have not turned out yet. Don't give up. Bible says that Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, these died in faith. They died in faith, having not obtained a promise. So they were trusting God, and yet they haven't seen it, and they trusted God to the end. Second so, Corinthians chapter, sorry, Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. My brother, Keep the, be strong. Don't end the year weak in faith. End the year strong in faith because it prepares you for stronger testimonies ahead. Your best days, oh, your best days are not behind you as long as you are in faith. You are standing in faith. Hallelujah. And so it's important. Listen, when you are in faith, you won't be hopeless. I, I read the scripture earlier on in Job chapter 14, verse 7. That was he said, if a tree be cut, will it live again? Would it live again? Yes, it's like when the tree is cut, there's no hope again. But he said, even though it dies and the roots begin to go off, at when water comes, at the scent of water, it shall bud again. Then verse 14 says that in the, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change come. And in Proverbs says that, uh, the Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Your expectation shall not be cut off. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 17, it says that um, there is hope for your future. There's hope in your future. There's hope for you. The future will be good. So just stay in faith. Fear not. Jesus told the, the woman, sorry, the man, the centurion, fear not, only believe. I know you've heard some negative news. Well, actually, we don't know what's coming. What's coming? We don't actually know how the year is going to end. We don't know what's coming next year. The way we didn't know what was coming this year and coronavirus came to try and disrupt everything. We don't know what's coming next year. Um, whether the vaccines are going to be effective or whether there are not going to be vaccines everywhere. Whether now that the, the, the virus is uh, mutating to another form or adapting uh, different or having different manifestations or, or um, different... Uh, you know, impact and effect on people. You never know. You never know. But I'm here to let you know that stay in faith. Trust God. In Psalm 18, verse 30, he said, As for the Lord, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. And he's a buckler. A buckler is like, you know, how to buckle the shoe fit on. You, you slip off in life. He's a buckler. So it's when it's a buckle your seatbelt. God is the one who buckles you in life. You can't slip out of life. Nothing at all can happen to you. No harm can easily happen to you when God is your buckler and he's your shield. For God is, he's a buckler, not to everybody. No, not to everybody. Watch that, he said, to those who trust in him. As you trust in God, he is your buckler. So trust God, he will keep you going. Trust God, don't be afraid. Trust God to keep you going. Trust him. In Psalm 56 verse 3, I like that text so much. He said, whenever I'm afraid, I'll trust in him. You know, there are times you are surrounded with fear, threats all around. But guess what? You can always trust God. Trust him. How do you end this, well, uh, this year well? How do you end the year well? Trust God. Stand in faith. Trust him for his mercy. Trust him for mercy. Trust him for grace. Trust him for your future. Your future will be okay. Have hope in God. Have hope in God. Have hope in Trust God. 
Trust God. It won't get out of hands. I'm telling you. It will only get better. Trust God. Life is better when lived by faith. Life is better when lived by faith. So trust God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Trust God for your healing. Trust God for your health. Trust God for your education. Trust God for your finances. Trust God for your marriage. Hey, you you knew that this is the year that you should this is the year of your marriage and look at the, the time. Nothing has happened. Keep trusting God. They died in faith. They died in faith, having not obtained the promise. Trust God. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel excited because I believe God is helping somebody. Trust God for his timing. He knows what is best. He knows when to fix it. Yeah, you thought it would be this year, but trust God for his timing. You should have moved homes. You plan everything, but everything backfired. Trust God for his timing. God's timing is the best. Hallelujah. Trust him with the consequences of your obedience. So you obey him. Trust him with the consequences. Let whatever happens be his responsibility. Trust him. And just stay in faith, obeying God. Don't cut corners. They are putting pressure on you. Family are putting pressure on you. Oh, come on, why don't you just accept it like that? Why don't you just start changing the figures? Why don't you just move in with that guy? Why don't you just, you are growing. Why don't you just let him get you pregnant and then you have your child and he'll marry you or something? Why don't you just, just go there? Why don't you just do, just marry her for the, for your sake of your purpose or for your future? You know, all kinds of things. Trust God and do it well and trust him for the, uh, uh, for him to be responsible for the consequences. Trust God and obey obey him. Stand on his promises. Stand in first second in second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty. He says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen. All the promises of God. In second second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-four, he said he said that by for by faith we stand. Stand by faith. For by faith we stand. Romans chapter 11 verse 20. It talks about how we stand. For thou standest by faith. You stand by faith. Some are falling. But you keep standing. So stand in faith and stand by faith. Hallelujah. Stand in faith and stand by faith. And I like. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I like that text. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 3. It said quit ye as men. And stand. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, it says here that, Watch ye, stand fast in faith, quit ye like men, be strong, be strong, stand fast in faith, stand fast, fast in faith. So he said, watch ye, stand fast in faith. I want to encourage you, as the year is about to end, stand fast, this is how to end the year, end the year standing. He said, I have kept the faith, keep it to the end. For they that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. He who shall endure, Matthew chapter 10, verse, verse 21 or so. He who shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Stand fast, persevere, press on, stay in faith, stand in faith. Don't give up. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God. There is, there is hope for your, oh, oh, there is hope for your future. There is hope for your future. Jesus said, because I live, you will live. Because I live, you will live. Because I live, you will live. In John chapter chapter 14, verse 19 or 16 or so, or 16 verse 19, somewhere there, said, because I live, you shall live. Because I live, you shall live. Don't be afraid. Someone's put it this way. I don't know what the future holds, but I know him who holds the future. Hallelujah! 
I don't know what the future holds, but I know him who holds the future. Your future is settled and God will take care of you. God will take care of you. In Romans chapter 4, verse 20, Bible says that Abraham, talking about Abraham, he did not stagger at the promise of God. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Do you see that? He was strong. Don't stagger. When God promises in, in the book of Romans, sorry, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, he said, faithful is he who has promised, who also will do it. Faithful is he who has promised. God is faithful. You can stand on the promises of God. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 that uh, by two immutable thing, things, verse 16, 17, 18, yeah, so that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we shall have strong consolation who have fled for hope, to lay hold of the, uh, the hope set before us, which hope uh, it, we have as an anchor that enters uh, beyond the veil where the forerunner has entered. So he says that though by two immutable things, which is impossible for God to lie, which are the immutable things, his promises and his word. His word and his promises cannot be changed. When God promises you, he will do it. The oath, he swears an oath to us that so that by two immutable things, hallelujah. And so stand on the promises of God. Abraham, talking about Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, Romans chapter 4, verse 20, through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory, Giving glory, you see that? Giving glory, even though things had not happened, he was giving glory and giving thanks. Hallelujah. Giving glory and being fully persuaded that he, he, uh, so that what he, that's God, had promised, he was able also to perform it. Abraham was fully persuaded. So he did not stagger at the promise of God. Don't let anything shake you because you were expecting God to have done something by now and nothing has happened. Ebenezer, he's done a lot. He's seen you through. Actually, he's building you towards a glorious future. So maybe your timing may, may be different. This is one of the things we have to understand. The end of the year doesn't mean the end of a period or men of end of an era. There's a difference between a calendar year and the time. So we, when we talk about the seasons, there are three types of seasons I would like to mention. We have the the calendar season, that is the calendar timing. So it starts in Jan 1st January, ends in uh, uh, 31st December. Yeah, so you see the year, we have even calendar year, we have the acad academic year. End of calendar year doesn't mean end of the academic year or the tax year. So you understand what I'm trying to say? So the fact that December has ended doesn't mean your period of waiting is ending or your period of laughter is ending. And the fact that it starts in January doesn't mean your testimony will start on the 27th of December. So it's, there's a difference between the, the, that's the natural timing, which is the calendar year, and then we have the uh, destiny timings. For instance, something must happen. Bible says that he brings forth his fruits in his season. Psalm 1 verse 3. But he brings forth in his, his fruits in his season. So there is a season for you to bring forth your fruits. That might be different from the season for that sister to bring forth her fruits. So different seasons. Difference is two, two young ladies, one time of the month is different from the other person's time. But when it comes to 31st December, it's the same for every one of us. It's 31st December is 31st December. 1st January is 1st January. But that is not determinant. So I'm going to show you how you can convert a, 
a natural period into your, your season, your era, era of breakthrough, era of testimony. And so what am I trying to say? We have the, the natural timing and we have the, the destiny timings because of your destiny, certain things in God's plan. It might not be certain, but in God's plan, there are things that might, must happen at certain times. You might not know it. Sometimes you feel like, no, I, need to, I think I need to get married or I need to start a business. Sometimes those, those may be pangs of destiny, promptings of destiny. Right? It might align with the, with the destiny and the plan of God. That is why you cannot, if you want to be a footballer by destiny or you are called to be a footballer by destiny and you start playing football at the age of 29, you can't be a pro. See, so that's the wrong timing. So there is the natural timing, destiny timing, and then we have the, um, the man-made timing, man-determined timing. What's the man-made timing? He said, seeth a man, Proverbs 22, 29, seeth a man who is diligent in his works, in his diligent in his work. He will stand before kings and not mere men. He has changed his level because of what he's doing, his engagement, his activity. So there are things, and most of the, the time, um, destiny timing still needs the human engagement so that you make it your timing. But this year is about to end. The year is about to end. There's something you can do for the start of a year to be the start of a new era for you. Okay? So it might, it might be a calendar year, but you can make it your era. An era of laughter, an era of breakthrough, an era of marriage, an era of a season of testimony. It's a season for you. It might not be the natural season, but because of some things that you did, it becomes your season. Just man-made season, which is good. It's a so and everybody must work hard to do some things to have your season. I'm going to mention a few things that we can do as we enter the next year. But as I said, you stay in faith. By Hebrews chapter 10. Um, so keep the faith to the end. So stand by faith. Keep the faith to the end. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. He says that for there is, don't cast away your confidence. It has a great recompense of reward. Hebrews 10. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 10, 35. It says, um, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. For, of reward. Verse 7, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. Don't cast away. Don't cast away your confidence. Just live by faith. Okay? Live by faith. We'll be fine. I'm telling you. I guarantee you, in the name of the Lord, you'll be fine. You will be fine. It shall be well with you. The Bible says in Isaiah, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. You will be fine. I say you will be fine in Jesus' mighty name. So this is what we, we, uh, we, uh, we, we should be doing. Number one, how do you end the, uh, the year well? Number one, trust God. Uh, sorry, thank God. Number two, thank God. Number three, trust God. And number four, travel with God. Quickly, travel. What does it mean to travel with God? Prepare for the new era, as I said. Prepare for a new era. In, the, in Ecclesiastes chapter um, 3, verse 1 and 2, to everything there is time, to, and there is, to everything there is a season, and a time to, for everything under the sun. So, you see, that's the natural timing, the natural seasons. Natural timing. Let me read that. Let me read that. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born. You can't determine when you are born. No, you can't. A time, that's, that's, it's a natural season. You are born at a time and a time comes 
you will die. Natural seasoning. Okay. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up which has been planted. And it goes on, then let's go. So there is the natural timing. And as I said, Psalm, Psalm 1 verse 3, his season shall bring forth his fruit in his season. And then in Psalm 1 verse 3, his season, you shall bring forth fruit. What you are doing will make it be your season in Jesus' name. And so travel with God. What, I mean, what does it mean to travel with God? You have to um, prepare to do it God's way to have an advantage ahead because God is a prophetic God. There is always something ahead of you. God prepares us for uh, uh, things ahead. So quickly, how to, how to prepare to make the new year your new Era, your new era. It's a new phase. How, how, what do you do? Eight points quickly. Eight piece of the new era. Eight P, P. The eight piece of a new era. How do you do to report you do to prepare for a new era? Number one, pray. Express, uh, prayer is the expression of dependence on God. So pray, depend on God. Learn how to pray. Just start praying before the year ends. Start praying for next year. Praying for things that need to be done. Pray, pray. Okay, number two, ponder, ponder. Think about where you have been, where you are, and where you are going. Think, think, evaluate, examine. So what is the, maybe you may have to start a new course. You may have to change the way you dress. Maybe you may have to change the way you, are, you talk to people. Maybe you have to change something. Maybe you have to um, um, start a certain small business. You want to do it big, but maybe you may have to start a small you know, things like that. Maybe you have to, you are not getting this job, so you might just have to start with whatever is available. So you have to think where you are, where you have been. How were you there? Where you, where you are now? Look at where you were and where you are and where you are trying to go. What are you supposed to do? Think about it. Think about your state. Don't wait for life to happen. Make life happen. All right? So ponder. So number one, pray. Number two, ponder. Number three, now plan. Plan what you want to do ahead, what, how you want to move from A to B. Don't just say, I'm praying. No, after you pray, plan. So it's called, it's called prayerful planning. Okay, so pray, ponder, plan. Plan the year. And then when you finish planning, when you plan, write it down. So number f the fourth point is print. Print it out. Write it down. He said, write the vision. Make it plain. To He said, uh, 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 the, for the vision is for an appointed time. Write down the vision. Make it plain to him that read it. So print it. And then number five, patiently wait. Don't wait for anyone but God. Don't let anyone delay your time and waste your time. Only wait for God and start going. So sometimes you are doing something, expecting a certain results, gener heavenly generated results. You are not getting it. Learn how to wait on God. Wait on God. So for God's timing to be the best. Wait. Sometimes after we have done all things, it's good to trust God. Wait in his timing. Trust him that he will do it. The reason why, when you start fretting, that means you feel like God has abandoned you. But no, wait. Wait for him. He said, I wait, Psalm 40. I waited patiently unto the, waited patiently unto the Lord. He inclined his ear and heard me. So wait on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall be uh, as eagles, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, as, um, Isaiah 40, verse 30. So wait on the Lord. So, uh, so patiently wait. So patiently wait. Patience is w being willing for God's word to still prevail. So you won't change the way you are doing it because you have, uh, I've been touching, touching, I've not seen anything, so I'm stopping. No, patiently keep doing God's, 
Holding on to God's word in spite of conditions, that's what it means to be patient. Okay? So patiently wait. So um, pray. Number two, ponder. Number three, plan. Number four, print. Number, number, number five, patiently wait. Number six, prophesy. What does it mean to prophesy? Speak over the situation. Speak into your future. Speak into the, speak what you believe the word of God is saying about 2021, about your future, about the year ahead, about the months ahead, about the plans you have. Speak it, speak it. Be confident and speak. 2021 will be my best year. 2025 will be good. It will be different. It will be blessed, a blessing. 2021, I'm getting married. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it. So make, maintain a confession of faith concerning what you have prayed about and you are believing God through his word for. Speak it. Prophesy. He said, I prophesy as I was commanded. So prophesy and then not only prophesy, uh, praise God. Learn how to praise God. Zerubbabel, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. They praise God into their future. When they go to the future, God has sorted out problems for them. There was problem ahead, but they praise God. Learn how to praise God for 2021. Praise God for the days ahead, for the weeks ahead, for the months ahead. Praise God. Be praising. Sometimes don't wait for church gathering. Start your own praise session. Praising God. Praising Him and dancing to His glory. Or express praise to Him. Praise him. It's a good thing to thank him and to sing praises. Sing praises to him. Amen. And then finally, so number one, pray. Number two, ponder. Number three, plan. Number four, print. Number five, patiently wait. Number six, prophesy. Number seven, praise. And then number eight, press. Press on. Start acting. Don't procrastinate. Procrastinating mean, means doing something, waiting or not do, um, waiting to do it tomorrow. Do something tomorrow, which can be done today. Why do you wait to do it tomorrow when it can be done today? And it's important to be done. Don't procrastinate. Act now. Press on. Forget about what lies behind you and press on. As you have praised God, step, get up. Bible says, since the, the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence taken by force. Is, I think NIV and Amplify says that they press into it. People press. You have to press. Bible says the woman came and pressed behind the crowd in Mark chapter 5, I think from verse 28, 26, somewhere there. The woman with the issue of blood, she came and pressed behind. So you have to press. Press. Paul said, I press on. I press towards the mark of uh, Philippians chapter 3. I press towards the mark of the price of the high calling of Christ. Press. Don't be tired. Push yourself. Push yourself. Do something. Get up. Apply for another job. Don't stay in that job for too long. You've been there so long. Look for promotion. Upgrade yourself. Do something. Apply. Pray more. Increase your prayer life. Increase your fasting life. Start it. Don't wait for January to start. Start before January comes. Start it. Press now. Don't procrastinate. What has to be done today? Don't do it tomorrow when you can do it today. Don't do it tomorrow or don't wait till tomorrow to do what you can do today. So don't wait for 1st January. Start um, keeping fit. Okay. Start exercising. Start cutting down the eating. Start regulating what you drink, what you eat, where you go, what you watch, your prayer life, your Bible reading, start now. This is how to end a year well. How do you end a year well? Thank God, thank God, trust God, 
and travel with God. And this is how to travel with God. Eight piece of traveling with God. Get pray, get God involved, but there's also your part to do. God bless you. I pray this message has been a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.